Welcome to the 90s Narrative Podcast. Welcome to episode two of Defending Jacob. So just a little recap of episode one and how it ended. So Andy is the district attorney for the murderer for the murder of a 14-year-old boy, Ben Rifkin. However, at the end, he finds out that his son, Jacob, has a knife, which is a big deal since the murder weapon is also a knife. So we ended off there, and then we get to the beginning of episode two. It kind of starts off nice, actually. Like It does. It does. It was really... I was really shocked because, like... It's you like I find the first episode was like so dark, like not like everything like background colors, everything was like pretty dark, right? Because obviously the show is about like murder, so it's not like it's light and dandy. But like this one, like it really started off nicely because there was like the sunrise and you see like the little memorial for um Ben that they made in the park, which I really loved. Like I found it was so cute that they're starting like to put stuff for him like candles and flowers and like come like being there to like support the family because obviously like this is disturbing to happen to a 14 year old child right and this is not something that like would normally happen or like that is like everyday things you know Mm -hmm. right so then we kind of just cut to the barber household and things kind of go downhill from there very Mm -hmm. quickly um so Andy and Lori are kind of hanging out um, and Jacob comes downstairs into the kitchen and right away they just dive right in and Andy's just like, do you want to tell us what this is? And he's like holding this knife out that they, he found in uh, the previous episode. And Jacob immediately is just like, were you like looking in my room? Like, were you being that parent, basically? And, mm-hmm. you know, in Andy's defense, like he did say, like, it was just me. Your mother did not have anything to do with it, which I really admire about that, by the way. Same. I, I wrote a note about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just stood out. Um, and he, But he says, like, that's really not the point. Like, the fact is that you have a knife and you didn't tell us about it. Exactly. Um, and he says, like, well, I only hit it because I knew you'd freak out. And Andy says, well, you got that part right because clearly he- we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. and also like the fact that he says like i took note that he said it's not a big deal like you're 14 years old this is a huge deal that you have a knife in your house that your parents did not know about <laughs> exactly and this is kind of where like Lori, i think she has like this um very not necessarily overbearing but she really likes to know all the details and i think we get into mm-hmm. that even close like even further into the show but she's like well did you buy it online and he says no, I got at the Amy, uh, Army Navy store in town, and he paid for it, by the way, with his own money, which I think, like, okay, if you're going to get a knife, I guess it's good that you didn't steal it or, like, you know, steal your parents' money to get it. I Yeah, but, um, like, also you're 14, so where do you have this money from? Right, and we were talking about it last week, like, how, you know, how is it even possible that he comes into possession of a knife so i i did some exactly research. um so defending jacob takes play, place in massachusetts and so apparently there aren't any age restrictions when it comes to buying knives 
Oh. So, so that's why they didn't ask for a piece of ID. That was our worry from last week. Right. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> so any knife can be owned, but not carried, which is still a big issue because they said that he took it to school um, mm-hmm. in the last episode. Like, he had shown it to people. So clearly he took it, he was carrying it, which is um, not legal. Still okay, problem. interesting, though. Good to know. Right. And so they're just kind of asked, like, they're grilling him, like, when did you get it? And he's had it for a couple months now. And Andy continues, like, well, did you bring it to school? And again, he says, just once to show some people, um, which is probably the time that, you know, Derek was talking about on the social media post. Like, you know, you have a knife. I've seen it. That could mm-hmm. be that. Um, and, you know, Andy says, who's seen it? And, you know, he does list off a couple of people like Derek and Dylan and he was like proud of it. He's like, "Hey, check this out. Look at my knife. Like, look how cool this is." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, have you ever used it?" And this is kind of like where he's trying to I think bait him into saying something. Yeah, saying something because, you know, Ben Rifkin was stabbed. We know that. So he's kind of mm-hmm. like, "Well, could this be related in any way?" And, you know, Jacob's like, "Well, for what?" And then he's like, well, whatever you use a knife for. And then Jacob's kind of able to figure out where this is all coming from. And he's like, well, you, you saw the post that Derek had, didn't you? And Andy, again, is like, you didn't really answer my question. Have you used it? And Jacob's like, well, what, to, like, stab someone? And Yeah, he gets, like, quite defensive about it. Yes. Like, he was like, okay, well, are you accusing me of murdering Ben? Right. And... Like- his parents are just like waiting for him to answer and he's like no like how can you even think that about me and Andy does say like he has to which you know obviously as an attorney and someone who was like prior on that case you know um he does say I have to know with absolute certainty that this isn't the knife that they're looking for and again like Jacob doesn't say anything and he's like well are you, you gonna tell me like give me like a solid answer and Lori's just like back off you know he said no in the first place and yeah basically Jacob is just shocked that his parents are like even having this conversation with him yeah and like also especially when um I had taken note right during this time when um they're grilling him on the knife and the whole situation she says, like, we believe every word you've said. We just want to know why Derek wrote what he wrote. We thought he was your friend. And I took note of that because it's true. Like, out of everybody, like, out of anybody to write the comment that it had that, that it was your friend, that somebody was, like, hanging out at your house, like, last week, and now he's, like, writing this stuff about you, that's where, like, I was like, there must be more to the situation. Like, he must know more than we like we know at this point you know absolutely and like i think it's deliberate too like the the writers of the show they're like well we're gonna include this one friend that shows up at his house mm-hmm. and like plays games and then this one friend is gonna like betray him in this way exactly and like i also made a note i was like look i keep a very small circle of friends like i'm very much like introverted but I'm pretty sure I can tell when someone is my friend and when someone is not. And when they're accusing me of murder, (laughs) I don't think they're your friend. friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Jacob's like, well, he is. It's not a big deal. Like, he's my friend. (laughs) Again, he accused you of murder in a public forum. Come on now. 
exactly and that's what i'm saying like out of all the things like he's doing this like he keeps saying like it's not a big deal it's not a big deal but this is all over the internet which in this day and age everybody is on the internet everybody is seeing what you're posting so that's like even though it was a comment on somebody's post that is going to be seen by other people and that's not something that like you wouldn't want that like seen for you you don't want somebody thinking that you killed somebody if you didn't do it right so it's like why is this like not a big deal for him right you most certainly don't want that image and then again like with this day and age people share those things very quickly like screenshots Mm -hmm. send it in text with a group chat whatever exactly it's everywhere it's like saved forever so yeah they're not they're not joking when they tell you like what you put on the internet like it lasts forever it really does kids so keep that in mind um (laughs) so yeah so I, kind of like the perspective of a kid Jacob's just like well no one means what they say on there it's what kids do like they're just trying to sound cool and that's it and again like whether you're trying to sound cool or not like still don't put things on the internet life lesson um, mm-hmm. and you know Jacob admits like he is a little bothered but he knows that like Derek was just kind of being like Derek he was just kind of being a jerk um and again, no one takes it seriously. And it's so naive to think that. Like, clearly exactly. people took it seriously if they were replying to all of the comments. So, exactly. And especially, like, on such a, like, on such a topic that, like, somebody was murdered, I don't think it's the time to make jokes. So I don't think that, like, he was like, well, like, no one's taking it seriously. Like, he's just being, like, he's just being funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something funny like this is not the time to be making that joke you know right so there's also that like he he is clearly saying this for a reason yeah definitely um and then he has the audacity to ask to have the knife back (laughs) Lori's just like that is not even remotely funny and jacob tries to pull like well i bought it it's mine okay but one, why do you need a knife at 14? Like, you don't go camping, clearly. Like, you kind exactly. of seem like the kid to stay in and play games. And, like, it's just sitting in your bedside table wrapped in socks. So, mm-hmm. not that important, it's like, clearly. for what reason? Yes. And, you know, so Andy basically says, like, it's not yours anymore. And um, Jacob's like, I'm going to be late for school. I'm going to walk. I don't want you guys to drive me. And... Something that kind of confused me was, like, Lori said, what time will you be home? And he says, I don't know, I might stay for math. Like, is this, like, an option? Do you get to leave math? Oh, maybe, like, they were doing, um, like, those tutorial classes? Maybe. It was just the way that it was said. I'm like, mm-hmm. you get to just leave and tell your parents, like, you oh, get I'm to skipping out. walk out. <laughs> I wish I could be that open and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm skipping math today. I'll be home at two yeah. instead of three. <laughs> I would never... <laughs> And so, yeah, he just kind of leaves and they say, I love you and whatnot. And uh, Andy does call back and say, like, hey, I shouldn't have yelled. And then Jacob's out of there. He pieces out. So. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like Andy and Lori there. And they're talking about the whole situation, obviously, because that's all that's on their mind at this point. Right. Like yeah. their kid has a knife. This Ben was just murdered, but like with a knife and their son, like is acting all chill so like they must be worried understandably yeah and they're talking about like Lori's asking like should we report it like 
and Andy's just like trying to brush that off like what is there to report and it's true like at this point what are you gonna do call the cops and say hey my son by the way like found a knife on my son true yeah but like you're also not gonna report the comment because at this point everybody's already seen it so there's no point to like get it removed half of their town has probably seen it and it's probably been screenshotted and shared everywhere so at this point removing it won't really do much Mm -hmm. and Lori's like well he's been accused and we know about it and like it's they're like it's online and Andy says it's not a credible accusation and so and he like he said like trust me it's better to just let it go and I put a like note there because in my head I was like how can this not be a credible accusation like I understand in a way that because it was online it make like in I like might just be for jokes you know like they're doing it like not to be serious but at the same time like he said like i saw you with a knife so it's like that's pretty like that's a big accusation that you're making about somebody if that's false right so it's like he shouldn't like he wouldn't be joking about that so at the same time like the way that he brushed it off as well like andy's just trying to like blind himself from like no it can't be my son it won't be him like this is like nothing it's not gonna be like he won't be involved in this right i feel like he's kind of just like blinding himself from it you know and yeah i completely agree and that's not the first time we'll see this at all like he is very headstrong mm-hmm. about like who his son yes. is and i also made a note saying like uh, like i feel like even if andy as a father doesn't think that the knife is an issue like he's still an attorney and like he was like on the case prior to this like i feel like you should still take it into consideration because of the situation going on and don't just say well my son's not like that like you know exactly. it's, it's not a big deal yeah 100 percent agree and then um they conversation about what to do with the knife and andy says he'll keep it like he'll put it somewhere he's not really sure and he says like it's not a crime to own a knife or be a stupid teenager and so like that's where another moment where you see that he's trying to like blind himself from it and just be like no he's just being a teenager he's just he's just doing stupid things you know yeah totally and that's when we get to the hardware store yes detective peterson so he's um the male detective from the previous episode um and he walks in and the cashier just asks if, asks if she can help him out and he just you know holds out his badge like you know detectives do with their authority and mm-hmm. we cut to leonard Patts, um and he's listening to this conversation that is kind of at a distance actually um within the store and it's between this girl and this young man who also works there and he's like looking over his shoulder at the guy and he does this weird like half smiling thing and then he just suddenly notices detective peterson like approaching him and it kind of, like his face completely changes and you know peterson's like you know we'd like to ask you some questions if you can come down to the newton police department so we cut mm-hmm. to a lovely close-up shot of garbage being emptied into the garbage truck and Andy's like pulling up to the end of his driveway and he's just like watching it and then we see him driving around the suburban area I'm assuming like close to where he lives because he suddenly gets out and tosses the knife into a random person person's like garbage can and Mm-hmm. we see the truck coming around the corner as he gets back in his car and he just drives off. And I'm like, if you're going to get rid of something that could possibly be involved in a, in a you know, murder, um, you'd probably want to 
put it somewhere further away from where you live. Exactly. And not only that, I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, you work for the DA's office. You know about like people tampering with evidence or people like throwing away evidence. Yeah. Like this either make it or break it for your kid. Like if he would have kept, like he can keep the knife. And, like, that can help the case and not help the case, you know? Right. Like, in that, that's, in my situation, I'm like, why are you throwing it? Like, you have experience with this. You're, a, you're, you work for the DA's office and you're stupid enough to throw the knife. Right. I'm like, oh, come on. I was, like, freaking out during this. I was like, no. I'm like, he's not doing this. And, and like you said, like, it could potentially, you know, not help the case, but it also could be, like, the thing that you need to be, like, okay, I know for sure my son is innocent because this is not the knife exactly. that was used. So he just kind of, he has, again, this, like, such such a headstrong feeling about his son that he's like, no, it can't possibly be him. We're just going to get rid of this mm-hmm. knife so it doesn't even, like, come up. Which Exactly, and I'm, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's backwards thinking to me, but whatever, Andy, you do you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm like, okay, you do it, whatever. <laughs> and so Lori's, like, on the phone with Andy, um, and she's just, like, talking about how she cannot stop thinking about this situation this knife and how probably every kid has seen the social media posts and their parents probably have too and somebody i'm assuming that she works with apparently gave her this look this morning when she walked in and apparently that woman's daughter's a sophomore at high school so like Lori is freaking out she's like oh my god like everybody knows they're looking at me they're gonna treat me differently and this is kind of affecting her and Mm -hmm. andy is just like keeping calm and cool he's like you know what if people want to gossip they're going to gossip it doesn't mean anything um and she's like saying well we should call dina who is apparently derek's mother and you know Lori thinks that she might have some idea of what's going on between derek and jacob um and you know she is currently at this moment like scrolling through the comments which is not a healthy thing like if you ever hear people talk about, like, you know, if a post blows up or whatever on social media, whether it's good or bad, like, you're going to see a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. For sure. So not the best thing for Lori to do since she's already freaking out in the first place. So she's like, well, maybe his mother can tell him not to post anything else like that. And and he's like, well, that's a mistake. Um, you know, if, if Jacob's not really bothered by it, then, you know, whatever. And Lori's like, yeah, but he says he wasn't. That doesn't mean he isn't. Which, I mean, a teenager doesn't really, you know, show their emotions. Yeah, all the time, plus so. he's, yeah, plus he's very hard to read. Like, you've seen in these past two episodes, like, very emotionless, right? So. Phlegmatic. <laughs> yes. <No>. Phlegmatic. <laughs> Your word from last week. <laughs> yes. I haven't thought of a new one yet. Maybe headstrong will be my, <laughs> week, my word this week since I've used it twice. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. So, Andy arrives at the police station. He's like, you know, I gotta go. Um, there may have been a break in the case. And, um, you know, he's talking about Leonard Patz, um, the fact that they found him and they brought him in to um, talk with him. So that is where he is heading now, and he just hangs up with Lori to do that. Yes, and so now we see um, they're questioning uh, Leonard Patz, and he's asking if his lawyer is here, and he's just, like, waiting for his lawyer Mm-hmm. and he's saying like i never heard anybody like just look at my file so like, he clearly knows why he's being interrogated like he right. knows why he's being questioned he has no doubt about that especially when he said i never hurt anyone like he knows it's about the murder Fully aware. yeah and 
like they're just trying to like understand what's happening see like if there's anything he'll like say and um detective peterson was like same kind of kid you went after last time same type and leonard just like kept talking about how he was unfeeling well like he was kind of just like ignoring the question wasn't really paying attention to, to like what they were saying and uh, auntie's asking like how have they been like talking to him and it's been like an hour and he hasn't really said much he's just waiting for his lawyer at this point and auntie asks if they can question him again before the lawyer comes mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he tells them to mention the knife say like you found the knife like obviously they haven't found the knife at this point but right. obviously to get him to say something like lie to him right like tell tell him you found the knife and see what he says yeah so they actually asked like he's he's still not feeling well he's still saying like i have a headache can i please go and they're like listen we're trying to like rule you out here we're trying to like get your name out of here so that you don't have to deal with this anymore Mm -hmm. and he admits to being in the park because he's like i walk there every day and he's like, but I was nowhere near where the kid got killed and I never go that way ever. I mean, I don't even know who the kid is. You know, I've never seen him, never heard of him, you know. <laughs> Awfully defensive. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, like, I mean, you I know, think you're, you're all this like question, but like, he's really trying to get this point. Like, I don't even know who he is. Like, I've never seen him. I've never heard of him. Like, I've never gone that way. Like, he's very, exactly. like, he suddenly wants to talk and yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, and then they ask him about the knife, and he's confused, and they're like, do you own a knife? And he's like, yeah, some for cooking. And they're like, how many? As if, like, how many he had make a difference at this point, right. but he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, who like, also, like, if you would, exactly, if you would ask me right now how many knives do you have in your house, I wouldn't know. Like, <laughs> how is he supposed to, exactly, I don't know, a lot, maybe, who knows? But... Like, just the fact that they asked him, and he was just like, I don't know. Yeah. And then the lawyer comes in. So, Joanna Klein? Uh, Klein, I think. Klein. Yeah, Joanna Klein comes in, and she's talking to Andy. She's like, Andy, don't tell me this stunt was your doing. So, you know, she's on a first-name basis with Mm -hmm. Andy, so you know that, like, they've worked together, or, like, they've worked... Like, they've seen each other, they've met, they know Cross each other quite well. Like yeah. yeah. So, basically, she's just talking with him, saying, like, is this really, like, is this a, like, is this a suspect? Is this, like, a potential witness? Like, what is happening? And she's, like, just trying to tell him, like, you'll switch off the camera and microphone, like, you know, now not the time to do this anymore. I'm here, so he's not going to speak without the lawyer present. Mm-hmm. And they just don't speak anymore after Joanna comes in. They were done with their questions. Or if they had and, to be done, I suppose, but... <laughs> yeah. And that's when they cut to Jacob in math class. Yeah. You see, like, girls staring at him, whispering, and then, like, he turns around to glance, and they stop. And then when he turns away, they continue whispering again. So everybody pretty much knows what's happening now. Everybody knows. Like, they saw the comments. They've seen, like, it's gone around. So everybody's starting to make assumptions. Yeah. And you can definitely tell that it is bothering him, too, because he, like, glances. Mm-hmm. He looks away. Um, 
and you know he just can tell like okay this is blowing up this is becoming a thing not too sure how to feel yeah i also don't think he likes the attention he's not used to it right so right yeah i think that's bothering him as well definitely so then you know we're kind of in between classes now and we're in the hallway and there is an announcement that like you know basically says um if you've signed up to help with the police search at the park like it you know meet at 245 and we see sarah at her locker and you know jacob bumps into her a little bit which is like such a cliche i feel like but it's cute mm-hmm. um you know th- they kind of like stutter and like you know they're not quite sure how to talk to each other um but jacob tries to walk away and you know sarah's just like i i think you should know like derek's been saying some things about you and they're not they're not good at all and you know jacob is well aware of what he said on the social media post and sarah tells him like it's not just stuff that he said online like there are other things too as well um so you know that could also be contributing to how big this has become like maybe why the girls were also whispering like maybe there's some other things that he's saying um you know that we haven't really heard about yet as the viewer yeah and the fact that like she says that and right after her friends are calling her name so you can't even like you don't even get any idea on what he's been saying exactly like we're left here hanging of course (laughs) it wouldn't be really like a suspenseful like murder drama if we weren't hanging for a bit i know (laughs) you know sarah does say like let's talk later and you know he's like okay whatever and so then we cut to the park and andy pulls up in his audi again uh Mm -hmm. just to kind of check in on how everything's going um for the police search and they really haven't turned up anything yet and andy's like well is it cool if i just hang over here you know wait for some news and officer's like uh, officer's like okay sure do what you want and then we kind of cut back to the present day so if we remember from the first episode we started in the present where neil is um talking with andy in the courtroom like questioning him about this whole thing and how it's basically ended up and Mm -hmm. you know neil is saying like well half the town came out to the park to search for this missing knife but you didn't take part in it did you and and he's like well no and because prosecutors never take part in police searches and you know that and you run the risk of becoming a witness in your own case and then neil says or could it be that you knew that the knife that they were searching for had already been found and disposed of and like i i kind of get where neil's coming from but again it's like Mm -hmm. i mean andy has a point like you don't hear prosecutors or district attorneys or whatever like being involved in that you don't exactly you don't see a lawyer like going to search for the murder weapon exactly um and you know he says like you gotta be kidding me like what is this perry mason which I didn't know what Perry Mason was when I watched this. And there, I feel like there's a few references in this show that, that kind of like went over my head. So again, I mm-hmm. researched. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Perry Mason was a TV show back in like the 50s and 60s that basically set the scene for courtroom dramas today. Like any, any show today where you see like um, a show that's set and focused on a courtroom basically came from perry mason and it was actually rebooted last year in june and one of the executive producers is robert downey jr so two episodes in a row now (laughs) we have a reference that's linked to rdj 
which is cool. And then the other uh, executive producer is actually Susan Downey, his wife. So that was a uh, pretty interesting. So yeah. Um, but uh, so <clears throat> excuse me. So Neil continues questioning Andy, like, did you or did you not find a knife in your son's room? And Andy's like, you know, I did. Like Jacob had no problem telling the detectives that. And, you know, Neil's like, well, where is it now? And Andy's just kind of, like, real tired of Neil at this point. He's like, come on, like, you're, you're really getting into, like, small details. They don't really matter. Like, you already know all this stuff. And, and, and Neil just keeps pressing, like, what happened to the knife? And Andy's like, I threw it away. And Neil's like, well, you mean you got rid of it? And Andy's like, no, I mean, I just threw it away the same way any parent would, except... I'm not quite sure any parent would drive across, you know, their suburban area and throw it in a random person's garbage can. I know. So, like, that's the thing. There's a difference between getting rid of it and throwing it away. And, like, in my opinion, I'm sorry, he got rid of it because Uh he was lucky in his, the back of his mind, he was scared that, what if it was my son? Exactly, yeah. Like, so, he was getting rid of it (laughs) right like if you were just throwing it away you would have just tossed it into like the kitchen trash can or whatever and been like okay exactly no big deal but deliberately put it in somebody else's trash can so that nobody would find it exactly and neil just keeps pressing him and andy's just like look i was being a father and i was trying to protect my son from being stupid (laughs) and neil's just like you're telling me that like you weren't concerned like you weren't questioning anything about um what you did and like even now after everything that's happened and andy still stands by the fact that it was not the knife that was used to stab ben rifkin so Mm -hmm. again being very headstrong like after everything you know and and neil's just like but how do you know this like you never turned it in for forensic testing or anything else like you know kind of what we brought up earlier like that could have been an option just to test it out and and he's like, you know what? I knew my son, and Neil's like, that's just your your justification. I knew my son, and Andy's like, I knew my son, which this stood out to me because me the too. Phrasing of I knew my son instead of I know my son. Mm-hmm. Like, especially after watching like the whole show, you know, I I know how the situation has panned out. So it's like the fact that he says I knew. I was like, wait, like hold on a second um did like you mean to say it that way like did the writers deliberately make sure he said new or was this just kind of like a slip of the tongue like on andy's part because Mm -hmm. it sounds like he doesn't really know him anymore i i had written like a note and i put make me think he thought he knew him but in reality he doesn't right yeah like something clearly has happened that made him you know question this whole scenario so mm-hmm, very for sure. interesting so then you know we jump back to 10 months ago and andy's still hanging out at the police search and we hear um i actually saw this on the subti- subtitles um we hear like one of the cops talking through the radio in the background like dispatch this is one bigger one we've got two units heading to the corner you want them posted up there correct and the officer answers with that's correct one bigger one six two four we're at Beachwood Road. And the other officer on the radio says, we've got that covered. And 
I don't want to go into too much detail because it will be revealed <laughs> this episode. But I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh. I know. I wonder where they're going. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the... it totally, like, slipped, like, went over my head. Yeah, I, I literally, <laughs> I've gotten to this thing where I'm like, well, let's watch with subtitles because I clearly miss a whole lot of what's going on in other shows. I really need to do that. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> let me tell you. So, <laughs> so, then things really go downhill because we see Ben Rifkin's father, Dan, just, like, mall walking like striding hardcore toward andy Mm -hmm. and he's like well someone told me they saw you what are you doing here and he is like very visibly upset about something and and he's like well where else would i be and dan just tells him straight up like i said i wanted another district attorney for this case like someone who's not just gonna sit on his hands and andy's like very confused about this he's no idea what's going on and Dan tells him, they're taking you off the case. Like, call your boss. Yeah. And Andy's, like, very confused. He's like, you talked to Lynn. And Dan just keeps saying, like, you're done. You're out. Like, thank God. And he's just gone. No explanation whatsoever. But. Exactly. Andy is out, apparently. And. But I just, I made a note about this. Someone who's not going to just sit on his hands. Mm-hmm. I found that quite interesting. Because I was like, you know he's doing the best that he can at this point like he said he can't be the one doing the search because he's a district attorney yeah so it's like for him at the same time there's not much more he can do until there's more evidence found he can't make up evidence right so it's like right you're t- like you're saying that like he's just sitting not doing anything but like he physically cannot do anything until he gets more information right so it's like he's tried with leonard Potts. he's they're like they had that fingerprint that they're testing still they're waiting for results and then you have the knife that they cannot find yet so it's like what do you want him to do find a knife and like say it was the one who like the one used to murder his son right he can't really do much at this point exactly and i mean we even brought this up last episode because like everyone's expecting like oh well what do you know and annie's just like it's literally been like 24 hours since the kid was killed like you don't just turn up evidence exactly necessarily and you know we don't know necessarily how much time has passed between episode one and two i'm assuming not very much because you know at the end of the last episode andy told duffy that you know he wanted to bring leonard pats in and then you know in this episode they do that so it can't be very much time in between yeah so obviously like not much has turned up in terms of evidence either so yeah uh Dan just seems a little impatient, which, you know, he has the right to be. His son was murdered, but he's, I think he's just hashing it out on Andy um, because of the whole situation that's spreading about his son. So, yeah. Exactly. And then, so then um, Andy obviously pulls out his phone to call Lynn because he's just been told by Ben's father that he is being taken off the case. And Lynn is like, I need you to come down here right away. So it's like, in my head, I'm also like, why didn't she call him and say, hey, we need to talk? Why is it that he found out from Ben's father and that's why he called Lynn and she's like, yeah, come in. So that was a bit like questioning as well. But and Andy's just like acting like as if he doesn't know what's happening. He's like, is something wrong? And she's like, just come back to the office. okay? like we need to talk face to face. And so now you see um, 
Jacob who's walking home from school and he's like just right around the corner and he sees some police cars waiting in front of his house so he quickly like walks away and like he's like just emotionless kind of look like you know his like jaws clenched and he's just like walking away from them like yeah kind of concerning but you can tell it's you can okay. tell like he's kind of nervous like he's like oh my god like there's cop cars but like mm-hmm. he's not like freaking out like on the outside whatsoever like yeah no he's just still like stone cold he's like okay turning around like not mm-hmm. still there yeah and then you see andy is back at the courthouse and he tries to go straight into the courthouse, but two men in the CPAC jacket stop him. Yeah. Do you know how many acronyms there are that stand for CPAC? Oh. I'm, there's a lot. Like, I'm not joking. I think there was at least, like, a hundred. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So I was like, okay, well, let's try and look for ones related to, like, you know, justice system things police like that. yeah yeah so it's the crime prevention and control which now that i think about it i'm like okay yes i make sense yeah there's there's so ours are called something different in canada they're the rcmp so okay kind of different but yeah similar Ooh, i want to make a note though actually it's not at least 100 it's at least like 300 decorative oh <laughs> so quite a bit more but anyway that's yeah. not important <laughs> So um, they tell him, they tell Andy that they're there to escort him in. And he's like, he's not happy that he has two men escorting him into the building that he's supposed to be like working in, that he's DA like mm-hmm. in. So he's like cursing and he walks in and obviously he has to go through security. So he's talking to kingston who's one of the securities and he's like hanging in there mr barber you good um you see two uh cpac men with him do you think he's good i don't think so let's read the room kingston come on now yeah (laughs) does he look good well i mean he looks exactly and then andy even oh he does look good (laughs) like physically he looks good but like mentally yeah the rest of it not so much yeah, so, like, Andy's like, I don't think so, no. And they get to the, like, they get to Lynn's office, and he's like, do you really need to do all of this? Like, what do you think I'm going to do? Jump out the window. And I'm like, not the time for jokes, maybe, but right. okay. Eh, especially about But at this point, he, and... yeah, like, at the thing, like, the thing is, he already knows what's, like, about to happen, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, are you firing me? And she's like, no, nobody's getting fired. Like, this is somebody from public affairs. And they're telling him, like, you need to sit down. We have some bad news on the Rifkin case. Mm -hmm. And they're telling him that the print that they found on Ben's sweatshirt is a match for his son. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. (laughs) So now this is a shock. Yes. (laughs) Like, I was freaking out when I heard this part. I was not expecting this. I was expecting, like, her, like, face to face to just be like, listen, I'm sorry, but, like, you can't be on the case, like, Ben's parents are freaking out like this is what's happening we're gonna put Neil just to like calm them down but like you're still gonna like work like low-key and then you see this the fact that you know uh when they talked to Jacob like last episode like he barely had anything to say like he mentioned Mm -hmm. nothing about like seeing Ben that day nothing so clearly like something's not right here if his fingerprint is on his sweatshirt 
so yeah and so now he's confused as well he's like what and they're like yep it's it's a match for his right forefinger and from the angle that it's taken at they think that maybe he reached over and grabbed the victim by his sweatshirt leaving a print on the tag so Andy's like there needs to be an explanation like he's back to his like okay no like there needs to be something and like Andy's like okay but they're at the same school he's in his class but like at the same time like if they're not really friends where would he have like touched him the way that like I was just like okay like I think now he's just trying to find a reason on like for it not to be his son yeah you know so he's like okay they're in the same class they're this yeah like he's trying to find something And that's when they, like, he asks, have you arrested my son? Lynn's like, no, not yet. And he's like, but are you going to? And she's like, we have no choice. So he asks about a warrant, and she's like, I'm getting it now. And she's like, he's like, please, like, don't arrest him. Like, he doesn't belong in jail. Like, not even for a night. He's a flight risk. Like, he's not a flight risk. He's my son. Don't arrest him. Please, we'll come in, like, don't worry about it she just can't do it right like it's not protocol exactly and he's like just because of one fingerprint and she won't budge she's just like you need to get a lawyer like this is how it is everything he says and like trying to stick to what she needs to say despite like they're like Mm -hmm. she's just like look get a lawyer that's your best bet and at the same time, like, if it wasn't his son and this, like, would have been a whole different situation and, like, let's say it wouldn't have been a kid from his, like, his son's school and it would have been, like, totally the same situation but different people, mm-hmm. he would have 100% arrested yeah. the 14-year-old kid. No doubt. Now he's just, like, deflecting because it's his kid, right? Exactly. So he's like, no, no, no. But he knows that if it was any other kid, if this was any other situation... It would have been done, and yeah. he wouldn't have second-guessed it. Definitely. So they're just, she's just telling him, like, listen, it's going to happen. We need to do it. Like, the decision's been made. That's it. And he's like, what about Leonard Potts? Like, we need to start looking into him. Like, talk to Pam Duffy. She can explain. And he, she's like, Lynn's like, we did. There's, there's more going on here than you're aware of. And, like, now he's, like, he's freaking out. He's, like, more than what? A fingerprint? Tell me. Like, he's screaming. And then he's, like, sorry. Like, I'm asking you as a favor to me and my family. Please don't do this. And she's, like, no. Like, we're putting you on paid leave. That's it. So Mm -hmm. this isn't the first time where, like, he says something and he kind of gets, like, worked up about it. He gets a chance to think about what he says. And he's, like, well, I'm sorry. Like, that was Mm -hmm. uncalled for. Like, he did that in the last episode. He did that here. Um, yeah you know and we can tell like he's he's a decent guy but he has a tendency to like get very like angry and like worked up over things and like Mm -hmm. and then he goes back and he's like whoa like you know i didn't mean to do that so there's a lot of like that pattern here Mm -hmm. and like she's just lynn is just telling him like listen i'm here for you like and all that's happening in his head now is like who's getting this case now Mm -hmm. and as we already know it's neil which I'm sure he's so, thrilled about. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's very happy. And so Andy's just like, are we done here? And he leaves. So yeah. now he's like, yeah, he's out of there. Lori's like at work. She's playing games with her her kids. And he's just like trying to call her. He's like racing down like to get to like back to his house. Keep like calling her, calling her, calling her. When finally one of the coworkers like whispers to her. She goes to get her phone and she calls Andy back. 
and she's he's like listen like you need to come home Duffy's on her way here she has a search warrant Mm -hmm. and her mind right away goes to this is about the knife isn't it (laughs) oh just you wait sweetheart (laughs) exactly and I'm like I'm like no (laughs) and he's just like that in public (laughs) yeah and and he's like listen like come home I'll explain everything so right when he gets home the cops are already there waiting for him Mm -hmm. and obviously he knows that he can't go in without them because he knows that there's a search warrant so he knows he can't go in the house he knows that like they have a search warrant they need to go in and like obviously because he can't go in and tamper with stuff so Duffy is there and as his like friend co-worker she's like I'm really I'm really sorry Andy but like is Jacob here and like Andy at this point doesn't even know where and uh, like where Jacob is mm-hmm. Duffy's like do you know have any idea of where he could be have you tried his phone and Andy's like he must have turned it off but you probably know that by now because obviously they're trying to track his phone right to arrest him yeah definitely. and he's nowhere to be seen so they're like you know you have to wait outside you know the drill and he's like don't mess this up Pam I mean it do your job he doesn't necessarily say it in a threatening way but it is kind of like a threat mm-hmm. like like are you doubting her right like she's clearly somebody you're very close with like due to work so it's like I don't think she's gonna be like oh well it's Andy like let's screw this up like that's exactly even like, if anything I, like they'll try to help him yeah. like the stakes are higher she's gonna want to help him um get out of this so mm-hmm. but this is the point where like Duffy and all the other cops head into their house and they're just like ransacking the place like they're throwing things on the floor they're throwing things out of cabinets cabinets they're taking Jacob's laptop like they're going mm-hmm. through everything and Lori shows up and she's like what's going on like where is Jacob and we cut back to Duffy who's like watching them through the window and they're like hugging and like you can clearly see like she is kind of torn up about this like she Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be doing this right now to Andy yeah it's it's quite difficult especially like you've worked with this person for god knows how many years and now you're like having to like ransack his whole house because of an accusation and so we kind of cut to the search party uh, where someone is blowing a whistle which is typically a signal for something like oh hey something important is happening i found something Mm -hmm. and we find a woman um who's standing there and she's found a knife kind of like hidden by all the leaves and stuff which okay this is starting to heat up a little bit like we yeah found a knife now which you know i'm it's probably not the one that andy just tossed in the trash earlier in the day mm-hmm. so and so then we go ahead and see uh much later in the day andy and Lori are waiting outside still um while they're finishing up the the um house search and jacob still hasn't come home and this is when andy tells Lori, like i threw the knife away and she's like, why would you do that? Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Which she has some common sense. Like, that's mm-hmm. a terrible idea. And he's like, well, did you want me to keep it in the house? And she's like freaking out again. Like, you knew this would happen. Like, you, you clearly thought that this would actually turn out to be like Jacob being a suspect. That's why mm-hmm. he did it. And, you know, he's like, well, no, like I was as blindsided as you were. I just didn't want it here in the house. I didn't think it would actually result in anything like this. And mm-hmm. Duffy comes outside, um, which, you know, I guess luckily they were done with that conversation. Yeah. 
because she's like, you know, have you heard from Jacob? And, you know, Andy tells her, no, like, we've been trying to get a hold of everybody. And apparently the state and local police are looking for him as well. And Lori's like, well, he must be hiding. And Duffy's like, do you know that for certain? And she's like, well, no, I guess he just saw the police outside. He got scared. He, you know, took off. And Duffy's like, well, why would he assume that they were here for him? Which, I'm going to be honest, if I was in Jacob's position, like, if I knew people were accusing me online of, like, you know, having a knife and killing someone, and then I saw cops at my house the next day... I I, would be scared. I would be scared. Like, I... If I didn't... Like, if I knew I didn't do it, I'd still probably be like, oh my god, like, they're going to take me to jail. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, how, like, everything happened. It was, like, first the post, then his father finds his knife, and now, like, he sees cops in front of his house. Right. And in his head, he doesn't know that his father threw away the knife, right? So, not saying that, like, he thought his father, like, gave the knife to the police, but, like, God forbid they found out about the knife. That, like, that could have spooked him. And, like, under understandable, he's 14 years old. He's yeah. not understanding 100% what's happening, right? right. So. Maybe this will uh, make him think twice about buying a knife at 14 and keeping it in your house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously that's not why they're there. But that's what he's probably thinking. So. Yeah. And, you know, this is when Andy, like, cuts them off. And he's like, look, we're not answering any more questions. That includes, like, when we find Jacob. Like, you don't, you're not asking him any questions either. He's a minor. He has a right to a parent present. So don't try to pull anything. And he's like very defensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he forgets like who he's talking to. And she's like, look, nobody's going to do anything without you without you there. Like we all respect you enough to understand like we're not going to do that. And exactly. Again, like Andy's like, well, I know, I know, just don't. Which again kind of goes with like him getting very like overworked about things. And then he just like calms down. He's like, okay, yeah, like. I need to chill out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Duffy's like, well, it could help him. And Andy's like, who do you think you're talking to? Like, I'm a district attorney. I'm pretty sure I know how this is going to turn out for my son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Duffy's like, look, I'm sorry. I'm going to go wait out front. Um, And then she lets slip. Like, just so you know, they may have found the knife. And I just want to say, when she said this, Andy plays it cool. Lori Mm -hmm. quickly looks at Andy like, oh my god, no. Yeah. And then she looks back at Duffy like, she knows. And I'm like, you you could have just given everything away. Exactly. (laughs) Like, oh my god. And Andy, like, I think Andy's just so used to everything. He just, like, knows not to show emotion for this. And she's just not experienced at all with any of this. Mm -hmm. Also, in my head, I don't know why I thought of this, but you know how, like, they were, like, I may, like, they may have found the knife, and I'm like, okay, in my head, right away, I ruled out that it wasn't obviously the knife that, like, we knew, obviously, already that it was one that they found in the forest, but I don't know why, in my head, I was like, what if, like, Jacob had, like, multiple knives? Like, who Mm. knows at this point, right? True. Because I'm like, yeah. at this point, you see his fingerprint, like, you see his, the you found, we find out that, like, his fingerprint is the one that was on Ben, and, like, throughout this whole process, he's, like, so emotionless, and Derek never talked about, like, what the knife looked like that he found, like, that he saw, yeah. so I'm like, I don't know why, but for some reason, I was like, what if he had two knives, and that's the one that they found? That does make sense, because... You know, on the on the 
post, like he says, you have a knife, which is singular. Mm-hmm. So when Andy sees that, he's like, oh, he has a knife, singular. Like, they, they don't even question, like, do you have more? Like, do you have yeah. them, like, hiding, like, somewhere else under your bed, like, under your pillow? So that exactly. is a good point. I didn't even think about that. That is, I, I, I like that. Okay. So I'm going to kind of keep that in my head now going forward. Yeah, keep see. that as we're, like, going through this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Andy's just like, you know, where do they find it? And she's just like, I don't know. Like, I literally just found out. And she tries leaving. And Andy, like, in one last chance is just like, look, he didn't do it. Like, I know we aren't going to get a chance to talk after this. So I want you to make sure you understand that, which I feel like he's made it pretty clear at this point anyway. But... He mm-hmm. gives it one last shot, like, look, my son's not a murderer. He didn't do this. And, like, Duffy just leaves. And then we cut to a police police officer. Um, and she's just kind of, you know, doing the patrol like Duffy said they were. And she stops at the Newton Elementary School. And she starts, I don't know why she, like, decided to get out here. Um, maybe she was told to, like, check that out. But she randomly gets out at the elementary school. And... She begins walking through the playground with her flashlight and she sees Jacob just sitting on the swing, which I feel like if he, if he truly like did do it, like, and he saw the cops, like he's not really going that far away. Like he's at the elementary school sitting on the swings. He's not hiding or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And also why the swings? I was like, why? Like out in the open, right? Like he's pretty much like out in the open. He yeah. wasn't like hidden anywhere. He was like, somewhere where anybody can truly see him and just like call the police or like yeah the police was just like rolling and saw him you know yeah so you know obviously he did run off but he's not Mm -hmm. like trying he's not a flight risk like andy said like he didn't try yeah you know ditch town and go somewhere else so i think that does say a lot about like jacob's case like he's not trying to necessarily like run off Mm -hmm. and you know the cops just like look a lot of people are looking for you and he's sitting in the back of the car. He's like, I didn't do it. And she's like, well, do what? And, you know, I feel like it's so terrible because he's clearly a minor. And yeah. she's, you know, she's pushing the matter. Like, that's not right. mm-hmm. And he says, kill him. Like, I, I just found him. He was laying there on the ground. And I thought maybe he was hurt or something. So I just went to help to pick him up. And then I saw the blood on him. And I saw that his eyes were open. And I knew that he was dead. So I got scared and I ran. So we kind of talked about this like last week, like what we thought may have been the case. And we didn't necessarily say like, we didn't think that he killed Ben. We we thought like he was somehow involved with, yeah. based on what he just said, like he was there at some point. And you know, that's apparently how maybe he got the fingerprint on the hood. So yeah. And also, um, if we go back to like last week's episode, when they went into the lockdown, remember when he was on the phone with his dad, when he was on the phone with Andy, and you like it looked like he wanted to say something else, and he stopped himself? Yes. This could have been it. He could have literally told him, I saw him, or like he could have said anything at this point, but he decided to keep it in. And that's where I was like, but why not tell your father? Your father's a DA. Exactly. Your father could have helped you out in this situation. It's not like telling, like, your friend, like, by the way, I just saw Ben dead on the floor. Yeah. You're telling your father, like, you're telling your parents, this is something different. Like, they're there to help you. They're going to, like, protect you. Because, so, like, now I just feel like he's digging himself into, like, these holes. Yeah. So, like, when he originally talked to his dad on the phone, like, it was still, it was so early. Like, they had just discovered mm-hmm. the body. So, like, if he came forward and said, oh, 
I was, like, scared, but I saw him this morning. He was dead. Like, I don't think there would have been, like, too many eyes on him saying, oh, he did it because he came forward. So now this whole thing's just escalating because he chose to withhold that. Exactly. So, not not a good choice, uh, Jacob. No. So, and so the officer just keeps questioning him and, like, you know, did you tell anyone? And, you know, Jacob just shakes his head no, and she's like, well, why not? And he kind of, like, scoffs a little. He's like, I didn't tell anyone for this exact reason. Like, you would have thought I did it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's where we're at. Again, if you told them yeah. early enough, things might be different. Because, like, the woman who found him originally clearly is not a suspect. So, think about that. Yeah. And Jacob's like, look, I just want my dad. Like, I really want my dad. And he's, like, crying at this point. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's freaking out. And I, I kind of, like, love that he finds comfort in knowing he can kind of rely on his father, especially in the position he's in. Yeah. And, you know, he's just kind of becoming very vulnerable at this point. And it's the first time that we see him vulnerable like this. The whole time that we've seen him, he's just been so emotionless. I think it, this is like, it finally caught up to him. Everything finally became suddenly real in his life. Right. And now he's like, this is not a joke anymore. This is like, I'm actually involved in this now. I think like the whole time he was just trying to like push it down and like think, okay, nobody's ever going to find out I was there. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be okay if I just, like, keep pretending and keep thinking, like, tell, like convincing people I'm okay. Nobody will suspect a thing. Yeah. And, like, now it's just, like, all been blown. Right. It's just, it's a much larger situation for him. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Andy and Lori. Yeah. Driving to the police station. And then we get, like, the same flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. Last week's. Episode. Yeah. Um, like the tattooed arm and you know Andy dreamt about it and you know now it's not clearly not a dream because he's driving so it's more of a flashback yeah and she kind of Lori kind of looks at him and asks what he's thinking and he just says nothing which you know if he's truly thinking about this like you know flashback like something is clearly something else apart from this you know murder is also going on that we're really not sure what mm-hmm. it even pertains to yeah we're not getting much detail on that other than these little like flashbacks of like 15 seconds you know yeah and Lori's just like don't you dare shut me out like with the situation we're in right now i need to know what we're dealing with and andy's like straight up with her he's like i don't know what we're dealing with yet i'm just thinking about jacob and mm-hmm. so they arrive at the station and they finally get to see jacob and it's really heartbreaking it really is like jacob comes in and he's handcuffed and you just kind of have to watch the officer unlock the handcuffs and you can tell like he's desperately like wanting to like hug his parents like even after the first one gets unlocked he like tries reaching for his mom yeah waiting for the other one to come undone and i felt so bad for him like starting from the point he got arrested i started feeling for him because before that he was just like so like not there and now like you just like see everything coming out and I was like okay now I'm seeing like Jacob and like you know I'm seeing a different side of him from when Ben was killed after Ben was killed yeah he just seems more like human like he's actually Mm -hmm. showing emotion so it's like you can kind of relate to him more whereas the first episode you're just like nope don't act like you whatsoever Mm -hmm. and Jacob's freaking out he's like they really think that I killed Ben and you know Andy 
again, is very much like it's a mistake. Like, we're going to figure it out. You don't have to worry whatsoever about this. And Jacob is just confused about how it's all panning out. And, you know, mm-hmm. Annie really doesn't have anything to tell him. It's like, I have no idea. But whatever it is, we'll figure it out. And Jacob's really concerned because he's like, well, they said I can't go home. And mm-hmm. because he has an arraignment first thing in the morning, like he has to go through that first before he can actually come home with his parents. And he just says, I don't even know what that is. Which really like brings like this reality of the fact that he's just a 14 year old kid. Like he doesn't know yeah. what an arraignment is. And the fact that he's being like, he's being considered as a suspect for a murder again. And the fact that it's yeah. like he he's like 14 years old he's being tried was he tried as an adult no i don't or was i don't remember no but like it's still a lot to think about like you're 14 years old i didn't know any of this i don't even think like i was i probably was actually watching crime shows at this age but i mean at 14 years old but i'm not sure i fully understood what like an arraignment was and stuff like that so same i I understand like his how he's scared and like doesn't know anything right and i think like you said like you don't even know what it is at that age like same for me i think just when i was watching shows like that like i kind of recognized what it was but i didn't truly know like what it all meant like how did it all play into things so just from someone watching tv compared to someone actually experiencing it very different but Mm -hmm. you can kind of connect like okay at that age you don't really know what's going on and you have to deal with it so yeah and you know Andy just kind of explains it to him like they're gonna read the charge they're gonna set the bail then you're going home and he's like you'll be home by dinner I give you my word and Jacob's like well how much is bail like he's really concerned because he just wants to be out of the situation and you know Andy has no idea and again he's like well what if we can't afford it like what happens to me then and like Lori's like we have savings like what about like what about the house like we'll take we'll do that and I'm just like okay I get what you're trying to do for your son but oh my goodness we're bringing out the big guns for all the money again like very overprotective like overbearing like ready to do whatever she needs to do for her son Mm -hmm. and you know he just keeps like asking questions and Andy's like yo slow down we're the adults you shouldn't have to worry anymore about this which is kind of you know that's kind of hard to do when you're the one being considered suspect but yeah Mm -hmm. and he's just crying at this point again and he just starts apologizing he's like i didn't do it i didn't do it like i swear i didn't do it and and he's like you know we believe you and he's like look i'm not the perfect kid or anything but i didn't do it and Lori, i don't know why this bothered me but she's like you are perfect sweetheart Mm-hmm. Ugh. One, I don't believe in like perfection, but like this kid, uh, he is something and also, he can work on. <laughs> yeah, and also we're gonna like I'm gonna come back to this line eventually in yeah. some like one of the episodes because I wrote I took down this note of the like you are perfect because he was like I'm not the perfect kid and she's like you are perfect. I wrote it down and then like watching the rest of the episodes i was just like Mm -hmm. really Lori, really (laughs) really honey (laughs) and yeah jacob just keeps freaking out like you know why would i kill him i didn't even know him like why would they think that it's because of what derek said and like he is like he kind of takes this from Lori to be honest because she's like earlier like asking so many questions and freaking out this is kind of where he's getting it from Mm mm-hmm 
And then this is when Jacob finds out that um, Andy is no longer on the case. Um, yeah. You know, because he's like, well, how do you not know anything? This is your case. And, you know, they kind of, like, try to avoid it, but it's it's clear that something isn't right there. And he's like, did you tell the arresting officer that you found Ben's body? Like, is that true? And Lori's like, and you didn't tell us? How could you not tell us that? Which, <laughs> I get... I get Jacob's perspective, like, you know, being mm-hmm. freaked out. You don't want to be, you know, considered a suspect. But, like, I feel like Lori, as a parent, should understand that as well. Like, you get, he'd be scared. Um, yeah. And just the fact that, like, she starts crying while he's, like, explaining how, like, he was scared and everything. And she's crying. And he's like, Mom, please don't cry. Like, he's trying to console her now. If anything, yeah. he's the one who should be consoled in this situation. He's the one who, first of all, witnessed like witnessed his dead body yeah so ptsd from that 100 percent definitely 100 whether he killed him or not he's getting ptsd finding that that kid's body definitely second of all he's literally was just arrested for murdering him and he's scared does not know what's happening and he's like they're consoling his mother now and i'm just like you know you're like that's amazing because i don't think i would have been able to no i i like he's kind of having to be like the the adult in that case Mm -hmm. like don't cry mom like let me cry that's (laughs) yeah i'm the one that should be crying so yeah um, and then like you know they obviously have to leave he's saying like angie's telling him like we need to leave like listen don't say anything to anybody like it's important and jacob's like freaking out at this point he's like you're not able to stay like what and he's like no we need to meet you in the morning like you're gonna have a lawyer and jacob's like why can't you be my lawyer and angie's just like no no this is no no and jacob's like i want you like please and like there's so many and he even says this there's there's a number of reasons why he Mm -hmm. cannot be his lawyer like it is the worst idea like, exactly. already he shouldn't have continued the case once he found out it was a kid from his yeah. son's school. Exactly. And imagine, like, now even going against the DA's office and, like, protecting his son. First of all, you can't do it because he's your son. Yeah. But like also, never... yeah, so now they're leaving. They're, like, telling him how much they love him. They're going to see him tomorrow. Uh-huh. And we cut to Sarah in her room and she's recording a video and she's like singing, she's halfway through it. And we see Lynn speaking with Ben's parents and Lynn's like, we made a arrest. We believe the person responsible for Ben's death is his classmate, Jacob Barber. And then Derek's on at home. He's on his computer. He also gets a phone, uh, like his phone is beeping saying he gets a message. Jacob is the suspect. The phone, like the house phone rings, same thing. The mom picks it up. So you just see this spreading now. Like everybody is knowing about this. Yeah, it didn't take long. And no, it did not take long. Like Andy and Lori just arrive home. Their house is destroyed. So everybody's just like out there spreading how Jacob is like was arrested. And they're coming home to a destroyed house because of the search that happened so and it's like you know everybody like when you see Derek 
you know, they're kind of carrying on with their lives before, obviously, like, they get the mm-hmm. notification and stuff. But, like, they're making dinner and, like, doing homework. And Andy and Lori come home and it's like their world is completely turned upside down. Exactly. Like, it's just, like, an image of what their life is going to look like. Right. And you see then Jacob laying on a cot in his cell and Sarah's still continuing to sing and before she can even finish her song she gets a notification and like she looks shocked Mm -hmm. so you can tell that obviously it's the message that Jacob is was arrested and you can tell that like she was not expecting that or maybe like she was just shocked by it well and the fact that like earlier in the day she like, knows a like, lot i'll talk to you later like we'll mm-hmm. talk about this later and it's like that's really not gonna happen because he's locked up at the moment which is so sad i don't know this whole part here is just heartbreaking to me it is they're at the house and Lori is picking up all of jacob's things off the bedroom floor and andy's watching her and obviously they're both struggling like he's he's like you know what let's like try and get some sleep but she's like continuing to put stuff away yeah and like for me, it's more like, okay, let's put it away because he'll be home soon. Like, hopefully, like, this is all going to get better. Like, put the house back to normal so yeah. that, like, things go back to normal in our life. She, she doesn't say a word, though, either. She's just like... And then the last scene of the episode cuts to a diner. I know. Like <laughs> cuts both, to a diner. Both of these episodes, like, the end is a game changer. Oh, like, completely it completely changes your mind. Me, it really like you you have like one opinion the whole episode and then you get to the last like minute and you're just like never mind (laughs) just kidding (laughs) just kidding just scrap all my notes because like wrong again (laughs) so basically we cut to diner and um the server approaches a man and asks if she can get him anything and reminds him that they're closing soon and you soon realize it's leonard pats at the diner and you see him look at his phone and he's swiping through photos of ben rifkin and they look like pictures that he's taken like from afar like just watching him Mm -hmm. and you see him suddenly select all the pictures and just delete them all and that is how the episodes end the episode ends which from the last episode we know like you know, Leonard Pats is or was involved in a situation with a minor. Um, exactly. And, you know, that kind of got dissolved or whatever. So that's why he's here with, like, no issues. And so now we see him, like, just looking through these pictures of Ben and, you know, he just deletes them. And, and what's interesting oh. is that when he was questioned, yeah. he said, I don't know him. Exactly. I've never heard of him. So it's like, um, big lies, big lies. So that really like changed the whole perspective of this episode. Right. Cause when, when he's first, you know, questioned, you know, you kind of, I don't necessarily like believe that he's innocent or anything when he's being mm-hmm. questioned, but like, you kind of get the idea like, okay, maybe he doesn't have anything to do with this. Maybe he does. I'm not sure. But then you get to this part and you're just like, oh my god, like, he is involved. Like, he's he's up to something, clearly. Yeah, you clearly know that there's more to his story. Then he just deletes the pictures, so, um, yeah, based on what this episode is, like, what are, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on, um, on 
how this ended compared to the first one because you know i obviously like we said it kind of changes your perspective so what is your what is your perspective of how things are now what did you think when you first watched it yes and do you have a change of heart on who you may think has murdered Ben because now there's obviously more evidence coming into play in this episode for both parties for both parties exactly because we're still like stuck on both yeah so like do you are you leaning more towards one compared to the other right I'll be honest when I saw that the first time I was like oh it's it's gotta be Leonard like there was no doubt in my mind even though like the first episode i was like oh my god like could it be jacob did it but now i'm like oh it's gotta be leonard Mm -hmm. that's gonna happen yeah i was i was like making up things in my head i was like oh for sure like he tried something on him and he just like wasn't having it and he like stabbed him i feel like it's just gonna be a theme like every episode our minds are gonna like completely change go back and and forth so take what we say with a grain of salt because it's yeah and also when we give our thoughts on who we think and for what reason it's keeping in mind the past two episodes we've watched all the episodes but we are not giving away anything while giving our opinion on who we think for the moment is the murderer so just to keep that in mind yes we're only taking into this like the episodes we've watched like for this podcast into account Mm -hmm. when we're talking about things so yes keep that in mind we're not we're not trying to give anything away like in secret so Mm -hmm. yeah no no we're not we're not not at all so (laughs) but with that being said like thank you again for tuning in for listening this week um we hope you uh are enjoying it so far please feel free to give us any feedback and comments anything you're willing to willing to provide us yes and don't forget if you want to be um included in our chat for the next podcast to talk about your ideas or um your perspective on certain scenes please tweet us or dm us and let us know really want to hear what people think about i know same do us a favor like tell us what you think so we can chat about it i'd love to Mm -hmm. hear that so yes um so with that being said i think that's it for this week's episode yes thanks for tuning in